The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, he well, did great. Yeah, Bilal Muhammad did well. That was through Ali. Ali basically contacted Habib and asked if he can join the training camp at Nas, you know, at uh, Prince Hamdan's uh, uh, beautiful facility. It's a private gym up in, in Dubai, you know. And, uh, of course, you know, anybody with, the, with Ali can come train with Habib. They're like brothers. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a given. And uh, when Bilal came in, his main uh, sparring partner was many people, but Abu Bakr was one of them. They did some great rounds together, and um, Habib took a very good interest in him, and he goes, Coach, I'm going to help him because I think I can help him. And, and, and uh, he says, I, I, I think I, w- I want to help him. I want to see him win. You know, and I said, good, okay. You know, so Coach Habib is becoming n- not fighter Habib, Coach Habib. And, and if you watch him, you see he's just like his father, just like his father. He adds a little bit of the twist with things I've taught him, but the vast majority of what he does is what he th- learned from his father, and it's pretty amazing to see the love he has and how he writes these guys. He kills these guys. I mean, and, and but this is the beauty of it, right? He'll do this, right? Two days, these guys, he kills them. He, he kills these guys. And next thing you know, he'll call me, Coach, um, I, I, I think that maybe the guys don't come to train tonight. What do you think? You think they, I think they need a rest. And I said, yeah, I think so. You know, So he always does that. So he, he, he takes them to a certain limit, but he doesn't kill them over. He knows what he's doing. He'll drop them off. He'll take them take some time off. Then he'll go back to it again. He trains very hard. He, he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a coach. you guys how you doing we're doing well it's good to see you <laughs> it's good to see you good to see you and i'm looking too. at me good to see me <laughs> you're like a living nostradamus like the things that you say have come to fruition you've been on this podcast many times before you've talked about the future of <clears throat> the ufc lightweight division islam makachev it's his it's here now it's 2022 it happened in the year i believe you said right right helen you yeah, can collaborate this i actually sent you the clip last night in a perfect world uh islam makachev is going to win his fight and then we're going to fight for the title and he's going to win the title and and i know he's going to win the title but in a perfect situation this could be this year i said in a perfect world he wins yeah. one more fight <laughs> and then he'll win the title when when he fights that but in the year in a perfect world i said that and that yeah it happened so you know what nostradamus right yeah, yeah. that's you me you are yeah they could send me money, right? And I can give them predictions. How many champions now have you coached with AKA? There's the Luke Rockholes, there's Kane Velasquez, Frank, there's Frank Sham. Shamrock, Khabib, DC, Islam. Who am I missing? On the UFC side, I don't think you're missing anybody. I think that's it for UFC. It's, it's... You got so many weight classes covered. Yeah. What uh, Total weight classes, I think, is seven. Incredible. Seven weight classes. but 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 as far as... Fighters is six because remember DC won two. The yeah, 
and we're not counting the other champions. But I don't, to be honest with you, I haven't even counted, so I don't really know. I'm just always looking, what's next? <laughs> Who's the next guy, you know? And for me, the next guy is Usman, you know, Habib's cousin in Bellator, November 18th, you know, that's who's next. So my focus is on him. It's not on what's already behind me. That's behind. Well, you're certainly up there. You and Khabib got to be up there for Coach of the Year. 2022? You know, let's just leave it for Habib. List. Let's leave it for Habib. Habib, coach of the year. Me, just, nah. let, let, let him let him be that. You know. We love your humility. Um, so in the moment that Islam won the belt, how does that championship moment compare to Habib winning his championship? Uh, you know, this one was, was actually pretty special because Habib was with me. You know, so this is the first championship that we uh, coached together. And, uh, you know, he was so excited. I didn't even get to hug him. He jumped in the ring right away. <laughs> I was like, yeah, look, where's Habib? He's already, he's already in the ring. Jumped up inside. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so it, this one was pretty special in that regard. Um, regarding the, the leading up to it, I've learned to control my emotions. And I am like a zombie inside. I don't get nervous anymore. There's no tingling. There's no nothing. And I, I just figured, you know, uh, the best way I feel is to be completely inside, not nervous or stuff, not jittery. Because if you're looking around here, you're missing there. So I'm totally focused on what's ahead. I don't get excited because if I get excited, that excitement moment hits me. And I'm not thinking about what I might be able to say to my fighter that can help him. So I've learned to stay, you know as relaxed as possible. Because I preach relaxation all the time. So I have to myself learn how to, you know, empower myself by relaxing. And I have, and, and I'm very happy about that because, you know, I used to lose so much sleepless nights just thinking about what if we lose? Oh my God. Like none of that no more. Now, if I don't sleep is because I was out gambling all that <laughs> Didn't <laughs> have that in Abu Dhabi. No, didn't have none of that in Abu Dhabi. You know, they got everything else but that. You're still doing that here? Mm -hmm. The gambling? You I gamble think, last night? Yeah, yeah, playing in Hollywood, yeah. But you, they put you up in that nice suite, though. Not this time. Oh, why? Um, didn't spend enough last time? I, yeah, you know what? I could have it. I just didn't want it. I said, no, oh, put okay. me in the lower. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want it. So back to that feeling then, was it more of a relief or was it this overwhel overwhelming level of excitement that you experienced when he'd submitted him, he's the new champion in the lightweight division? It was overwhelming excitement that he's the new champion and uh, the mission accomplished all those years. So, so happy for him. He, he is such a great student of the game and such a great person. I love that guy. It's like unbelievable feeling to see someone that's such a good person achieve his dream his goal it was incredible and look how he's talking i want to defend the title i want to do this and then i want to go up to like uh, a welterweight division and etc cetera, etc cetera. don't doubt him don't doubt him do not doubt him you know if he says that's what he wants to do he can definitely carry it because as it is you know 155 he's a big 155 or so for 170 he's not a small welterweight will not be a once a small welterweight when that time comes yeah, because I actually just interviewed Henry Cejudo the other day, and he told me he foresees Islam winning that welterweight title one day. I do, too. I do, too. He's that good. I mean, you know, I mean, look, Ali said, what did Ali said? Habib can take the lightweight, the welterweight, and the middleweight uh, uh, title. 
100% agree with that if Habib was still, but this is not Habib time, this is Islam's time, but regardless, Islam is capable of winning the, the welterweight title at some point. When would that time be right? Like, is there a certain amount of title defenses or are there certain names that need to be checked off before you know the time's right? Or would you know the time's right just based off of weight cutting as he grows? I think it's all based on what Islam wants and what the UFC will allow you to do and what they want. So, you know, after after a Wojnowski, uh title def- defense, which I'm expecting we're going to win, uh, no easy feat by any means. He's pound for pound, you know, but I feel we're going to beat him. And then... Uh, you know he'll probably defend uh, Benil. I think Benil is deserving of of the next title shot, hundred percent. I think he was deserving of this one, but politics being the way they are, you know, the eyeballs are going to be more on on Alex going up in weight, you know, and challenging uh, Islam than than they will Benil. So, you know, that's the way that the the you know you guys know it's entertainment, you know, first, and and that's big eyeballs and entertainment. Do you think Benil just waits, or do you think Benil has to fight one more person before he gets his title shot? I don't know what Benil wants to do, but I would strongly advise him, wait. <laughs> don't don't fight. Like, I mean, he took a very dangerous fight. Yes, he did. And this one here, because he didn't want to stand on the sidelines. And, man, he was impressive. I, I didn't know about the other guy. I didn't, never saw the other guy. And I asked Habib, I go, what do you think of the other guy? Oh, coach, he's really, really good wrestler. He's a European a something champion, ADCC champion, or something like that, and uh, and I went, oh, okay. So I was thinking, okay, well, he's going to control Benio on the ground. Uh, uh-uh. uh, didn't happen that way. So I was really, really, really shocked, and I was very entertained. And for Alex Volkanovski to go up to one fifty five, how do you think he would do against Islam? I think he'll do as good as anybody. You know, I mean, he he's. You know, I think he he has a heck of a time making 145. He's not a small guy. He's a shorter guy, but he's not small. He's pretty big size. You know, he's a very muscular guy. And, uh, you know, what I like about him is the way he carries himself. Like, he's a professional inside and outside the, the, the cage. I really like that guy. I don't know him, but I like him. How did you feel about the way that Charles Oliveira was conducting himself all the way up to the bell ringing for the uh, first round of the fight? Well, you know, Charles Alvarez was, he was fine. You know, he didn't go out of bounds on anything. It was very professional. I mean, yeah, I had a little bit here, a little bit there. Islam, a little chirping too here and there. You know, I'll submit you and whatever, and I'll knock you. Yeah, it, but that's all fight. You know, it got people interested. Both sides, I thought, were very professional, in my opinion, as far as the fight game, right? Uh, they're very professional, I thought. I thought So I didn't think Charles was, was doing anything that I saw. Maybe you guys can... Tell me something I didn't see, but what, walking with the lion? That was cool as heck, you know? <laughs> I felt his confidence was there all the way through. He did his his pre-fight ritual where he shook your hand, Khabib's hand, hug, everything as he enters the octagon before the introductions. Yeah. He was confident all the way through. He thought he was certainly going to win that fight, and he had some moments, but when Islam brought him down and got on top of him, it was game over. Well, you know, think about this. Everybody that's dropped him didn't go to the ground with him. What Islam say? If I drop you, <laughs> brother, I'm going to the ground, and we'll see, you know, and what happened. 
Luke Rockhold, uh, before the fight, that Sunday before his fight in Salt Lake City, gave me an excellent breakdown of the fight, and he pretty much predicted it to the T, just the strength of grappling with Islam and Habib, yeah. too. It's just on a level he's never experienced against any other person at that weight division in history. And then come that fight, Charles is going to experience a strength that he hasn't felt before. And I think that was pretty evident by him going on top of him and submitting him the way he did in the center of the octagon. Yeah, you know, Luke... I don't know why, but, you know, people go hating on him, right? And and he says the correct things. He's saying, he's telling the truth. When I look at his interviews, I go, yeah, he's spot on. I mean, he's a great guy. And, but, man, he's like, why people don't like on Luke? I don't, maybe, I don't know. He's a good-looking guy. He's maybe, got the modeling, maybe, 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 too. Have they always been that way towards him? Yeah. Since you've known him? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just, uh, you know, not too much, but... But not he's never been appreciated like he should be, you know. And 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 um, when he does interviews and whatnot, or this and that, when he did that that uh, reality show thing, <laughs> he got blasted. Yes. That. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I can see you, why he's got the cockiness I, and the bravado. No, I heard what he said. <laughs> yeah. Something about spit or swallow or something. Yes. Like that. <laughs> uh, you can't be saying that. That's why you're going to get the perception that no, you do. No perception. This. Number one. Yeah, but he pretty much felt that like the transition from strike force to UFC as being the champion, he just didn't get the respect that he felt like he deserved throughout the process. Uh yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. And but also too, losing to uh, Vitor Belfort on your first uh, yeah. fight didn't help him either, you know, and uh you know, he, he was nervous for that fight, real nervous, and I try to tell him I said, Luke, you know, this is a little different. Be controlled. Go, oh, no, Hob, it's the same. I know. I said, no, it's not. You know, and sure enough, when he was in there, if you watch the fight at the very beginning, he was too nervous. He slipped and looked very confident. You know, he was, but he, he was he was nervous. It was a big stage for him, even though there wasn't a ton of people. There was a good amount of people, but it was, it was, it was different. I think I saw him tweet something after the Anderson Silva-Jake Paul fight. Oh, really? Why you say? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to misquote it. Yeah, speaking of Anderson Silva, Jake Paul fight, Jake Paul continues that undefeated streak and beats Anderson Silva, who many consider the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. Yeah, you know, that was a great fight. I mean, you watch that fight, you dissect that fight. Jake Paul did great. You know, I was, I was speaking to uh, Jacob Chavez, who's, you know, he's one of his... Uh, advisors and, and helps him in the corner there. I think he wrapped his hands for this one. I'm not quite sure on that. But, uh, you know, Jacob was telling me how well he was doing in sparring with the former world champions and, and boxing, you know, and he was uh, sparring them all the time, you know. And uh, so I already knew that he was going to be better because what the words coming out of his mouth were very confident. And Jacob's not somebody who's going to tell me something false. So I knew that he was going to be ready to go. And we talked about... You know, I said, hey, you know, have you guys planned for if if your plan of attack doesn't work as well, you know, of coming in the inside because coming in the inside with 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 uh, you know Anderson is I feel the best bet because Jake has a lot of power. So if you can get him inside, you know, you can deliver that power. You know, one for one type of exchange. You know, you hit me, I hit you, and uh, I felt that that uh, Jake Paul could win in the inside if it came to that and. Uh, it did, but they planned for that. They, uh, his corner planned for, for going to that, that you know that stage. If their plan B didn't work, the plan C didn't work, they're gonna go plan F, and and they did, and it worked. Sorry to interject, but he said or he tweeted, 
I beat Silva in boxing, bet the house. Huh? Bet the house? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reading his tweet. I beat Silva in boxing, bet the house. Who's tweet? Oh, look, he beat Silva? I, what does that mean? Oh, you <laughs> sparred him or something? Or I think he's just saying if I'm in those he, shoes, I beat Silva, bet the house on Oh, him. oh, oh. Okay. Well, he, he can box. Luke can box. On Jake Paul's note, though, where do you go from here? Because he's got a lot of options. They talk about Nate Diaz, but look, Nate Diaz isn't the same size as an Anderson Silva and the other people. He's a 155er that fought at 170 at the end of his career. If you're Jake Paul, do you, can, do you continue this this road of UFC fighters? Do you go to the YouTuber, the KSI? Do you try to go Tommy Ferry again? I think that ship sailed. What do you do next if you're advising Jake Paul? Nate Diaz. Biggest eyeballs to the screen. Nate Diaz. They already fought each other. Nate already slapped somebody from from his entourage corner guys that in the back in the back uh, of the fight. I heard it. They got into it. They sh they showed it. I saw. You know? So Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. There's nobody else for him to fight that's going to get as much attention than Nate Diaz. I'll throw one name out there. I don't know where he's at mentally right now, but he's making a comeback. Your favorite person in the world. I'm just being sarcastic. What about Conor McGregor? I hate that guy, so no. <laughs> but it bring eyeballs. It does, it does, it does. But I don't like him. And he literally has similar tattoos. He's yeah. called him out multiple yeah. times. He's actually boxed yeah. before against the same competition that his older brother fought in Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm not going to disagree, but I still go Nate Diaz. Okay, because the storyline's there. And Chris yeah. Avila, his Chris teammate, Avila, has been right. on every Jake Paul hey, what card. about Chris Avila? He go fight up in weight and fight his brother, Logan Paul. They fight each other on the same card. What do you think about that? I, I know, I know, I, I realize much. He's one fifty-five. I heard but, that's up to Logan Paul. So then Logan Paul goes from Floyd Mayweather to Chris Avila. Why not? He could be done the card. He hasn't won. He hasn't won. He hasn't won. Yeah, he's got a big he, name, but he hasn't won. He hasn't won. He's he's inter interested in the spectacles. He's going to be in Dubai, professional wrestling, Roman Reigns, yeah, WWE yeah, superstar. Yeah. He's a he's really good entertainer. Oh, know? they're great. But I I I. I don't put him in the same category as Jake as far as the, the art of, you know, sweet science, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, like Jake's the there. better boxer. He puts more time into it. Mm -hmm. He dedicates himself to it. He has professionals year-round doing this. You know, he's serious. And if you didn't take him serious back then, I think you should take him serious now and, and, and give him his credit, you know. I mean, how often does a YouTuber – come out and do what this guy's done and actually boast and actually, come on, how many people thought uh, about a year ago that he could beat Anderson Silva? Not me. No. Not me. I'd have said, fat to stay away from Anderson Silva. Stay away from Peter Belfort. That's what I would have said, and I did. I actually said that. Stay away from them. Why, why? He's not ready for them yet. You know, well, I was right. Nope, I wasn't right. I was wrong, <laughs> you know, because look what happened a year later. But that was a year later, a year later training consistently like he did brought him to another level and uh he's impressive but did you see like those quote conspiracy theorists people try to say oh well anderson uh what did they say about the knockdown uh, some people there's always going to be naysayers yeah. like he didn't clip him he took a dive yada yada we were there we were ringside yeah it was as real as it gets and it's kind of like a lose-lose situation for jake paul he wins you just beat a 47 year old mma fighter you know, you lose, you just lost to Anderson Silva. We expected you to lose to Anderson Silva. He was in a lose-lose. 
Yes and no. I mean, he, you know, that that 47-year-old just got through beating uh, Chavez Jr., who, who was a former world champion, and, and that's legit, you know, So and he beat him. So I don't know. Do you really lose-lose, or do you got credibility for most people now? I think most people now that were on the, the bandwagon that he sucks, blah, 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 I think they need to come on the bandwagon and say, okay, he's good. You know, but he's not the best, you know, of course not, but he's still working on it. I think you're a fool if you're not on the bandwagon that he's legit, because look at what other professional boxers do in their first six fights, seven fights. They're fighting people that are part-time cab drivers or Uber drivers or whatnot. How is fighting professional MMA world champions different? It might even be a step up in the competition, your first six, seven professional well, fights. How many people have five fights the way he did and go eight rounds, pro boxing right. rounds? They Come usually on. go four or six. Four or six. Yeah. It's different. Because they're not ready for that level, and this guy was. So that's why I'm saying you got to take him serious because he takes himself serious, and he's got some serious power. He's calling out Canelo. Yeah. That's crazy. But Is it crazy? Is it crazy? Is it crazy? Yep. Yeah, maybe. But is it? Really? Is it crazy? Maybe. I don't know. They're going to end up fighting at some Let point. Let him fight Nate Diaz. I want Nate to get a big payday. So how, I like that. I like that, too. How would you see that fight playing out? With Nate Diaz? Yeah. It would be one of those things that Nate's going to be in his face, and, and can Nate take his power? You know, Because if Nate can't take his power, it might be a bad night. But if he can, because <laughs> Nate's going to be in his face. He's going to be in his grill, and he's going to be punching him. And it ain't going to be like, you know, like stopping, he's gonna keep punching and punching and punching. It's gonna go continuous where Nate's gonna punch, what, 70, 80 punches around or more. Where do you see this thing going with Jake Paul? Like, I'm not saying where does it end or how does it end. I'm saying how far does he take this brand that he's building in combat sports? Take it as far as he wants. He keeps improving the way it is, you know? I mean, who's to say that two years from now or three years from now, he doesn't fight a Canelo. Because remember, Canelo lost his bid for the uh, light uh, light heavyweight title, right? He lost, right? And one of the reasons he lost was why? The size. The guy was yeah. just too big for him. So who's to say that Jake Paul, a year, a year and a half, two years from now, can't be at that level where his size is just too much? Who's to say? I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I thought it was interesting. I mean, they seem to have rebounded pretty quickly from the Hasim Rahman Jr. debacle about canceling the, the fight, the weight issues at Madison Square Garden, and then going over to Glen, uh, Glendale. I wouldn't say the arena was sold out, but it was a pretty packed house. Packed house? Well, we went to watch it at a pay-per-view place up at the Planet Hollywood right behind the, those uh, stores they have back there, and it was, it was half full. Yeah of people uh, going to watch it. So I was kind of shocked. So I'm curious to see how the pay-per-view numbers did. I'm not so sure they did so great based on what I saw there. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they won as well. And but they were going up against some other primetime sports too. You're in the midst of the football season. You got the World Series, NBA basketball. That's a lot. You were up against a lot. That's a lot. But they still, I would have expected that place to be packed and it wasn't. And that fight was entertaining, man. It was an entertaining fight. It was. Fight. Yeah. It was some of those rounds. I was looking at Blagoy Ivanov. He's, he's the one I went my fighter, right? I go, Blagoy, who won that round? He's like, I, he goes, he goes uh, Jake. And I said, I think Anderson won. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I knew for sure Jake won when he knocked him down. I go, okay, yeah. this, this was too close of a fight. Now I know the winner is Jake Paul. 
Yeah, I thought it was really competitive. Through six rounds, I had it 3-3, and then the seven and eight rounds, that's where I gave the edge to Jake Paul, which yeah. I thought, but going into the fight, the longer this fight went, the more I favored Anderson Silva yeah, with his combat sports experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see Anderson uh, putting the attack on him, putting more pressure. I mean, he Anderson Silva came to win, man. He did. Maybe he didn't fight the right game plan. Uh, I, I don't – with his skill set, I don't know if I would have had him do what he did. But regardless, he still came to fight. Those uppercuts and and the close when they were clinching nice. the dirty box, those those were clean. Those were great. I mean, those were effective. And yeah. he did impose his will in those earlier rounds. I just think Jake certainly improved a lot from the last time we saw him in Tampa against Tyrone the second time. It was a nice jab, nice body shots, you know. Combinations. Uh, you know, good movement. I mean, he took good, decent shots, too. He got mm-hmm. hit some good shots. Hey, be. man, I'm impressed with the guy. He, he, he impressed me. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.